Give me you know, bites, man. You know what it is. You know what it is. <laughs> this is this is epic right here. This is epic. This is epic. That's what it's, it is. This is epic, man. This is beyond epic. What, what, what would be even more beyond? What would be beyond epic? I don't even want to guess at it. I'm telling you, I don't even want to guess at it either. I mean, yeah. Because epic is already putting it up there in the atmosphere for me. You know what I mean? See, so, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Help Myself Podcast. And I'm your host, John M. Singletary Sr. You caught that feeling. Gotta keep that senior in there. Y'all know about Junior. As a matter of fact, he's running in here. Having a good old time today. Don't let it go to waste. Can you feel it in your face? And you know what it is. I can't help myself. I've got to inspire. I've got to encourage. I've got to empower. But I can't help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. So I got some good stuff for you today. Let's get it. I can't help myself. We're back. Did you miss me? (laughs) Matter of fact, don't let me spend too much time on the intro today. I've got a special guest, and I'm sure you kind of heard our banter in the uh, intro that I added on to the beginning. But I had an excellent sit down with my friend, my brother, John A. Frazier, who is the owner-operator of Oracle Life Coaching, LLC. Uh, He's a military veteran, over 30 years with the United States Air Force, but he's so many other things. And we sat down and we had an amazing conversation. And I'm excited to share it with all of you. So without further ado, me and LJ are going to get back to doing what we're doing. And we're going to share this awesome interview with you. Enjoy. All right, everybody. We have got my my Brody. I call him <laughs> Capo Playboy. No, let me give him a real introduction. That sounds uh, sounds crazy. <laughs> Today we've got uh, certified life coach and owner of Oracle Life Coaching LLC, and he is also a thirty-plus year Air Force veteran. And still looks like he can hang with the young whippersnappers. <laughs> but today, our guest is my brother, John Frazier. What's going on, bro? What's going what on? What is going on? What is going on? My brother, my brother, H. Light. Because <laughs> you removed the H from John, and that's what you got right there. There it is, H. H. Light. H. Yes, sir. Light. We don't even want to get into the, uh, <laughs> the origins. We don't want to get into what I was calling you, John Francis. <laughs> John Francis Frazier. I'm like, well, where did that come from? Right, right. You this dude like... renaming me. All right, I'll take that. I'll take it. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Uh, 
we did the intro. I'm going to give you an opportunity to kind of introduce yourself, but I'm going to definitely talk about your impact on my life. Uh, for all of y'all out there listening, man, I, I met um, I met John in 2003. Uh, matter of mm-hmm. fact, we met in person right before I was going to get married. You know, instead of doing a bachelor party and all that fun stuff. <laughs> no, <Nah>, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and this brother had not met me ever before but was allowing me to stay at his crib because unbeknownst to me you know we had Mm -hmm. paid for a bridal suite and all this other stuff so i'm thinking surely all this money i put out i should have somewhere to stay but unbeknownst to me the Mm. bridal suite on the night before the wedding had nothing to do with me makes sense now but then i you know i didn't have any uh who knew who Who knew who knew so but in that time we found out that we were birds of a feather i tell you what we did the night before i got married we watched an alan iverson (laughs) story of alan iverson and then we watched kobe bryant uh rest (laughs) in peace we watched kobe bryant that was when the press conference from the incidents in colorado and we apologized to his wife I, and, I'm I'm telling it. you, man. As I'm listening to this right now, that sounds this sounds pretty sad. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> like, in the I'll tell you what though. In the moment though, in the moment when this was happening, 17 years ago, when this was happening, I mean, it didn't seem lame because I, you know, we were, you know, just getting to know, really getting to know each other, and we had the opportunity to kind of do what we both liked at, the, at that moment. But you know, yeah. is. Further down the line, you know, <laughs> had we had we really known each other the way we do now, some bad things could have happened. So it was just never that. It would just been lessons in experience. How about that? <laughs> you know what? Reframe what I said, and that makes a lot of sense there. Lessons and experiences. Yes, yes. And, and it didn't seem lame because we got up the next morning. Check this out, y'all. The wedding was at two. We got up the next morning. We went to the gym. We ate breakfast at the Waffle House. <laughs> went to the mall because my jacket didn't fit so we had to take it back and get some alterations done <laughs> then we came back got ready for the wedding and we were still the first people at the church <laughs> <laughs> so we some bad boys i know man. right over, that's real over the yeah. years that over the real. years man brother you have been an inspiration to me man whether it's been advice on fatherhood whether it's been advice on relationships. Um, we were just chopping it up today. You know, I'm going through some things and mm-hmm. and feeling some kind of way and reached out to you, man, and you take me through that process, man. And so I am honored and privileged. I mean, there's so much more that we, we could go on and go on, but you know what? I figured, you know what? The people, they hear me all the time. This one is all about you. Man. All about you. So. I'll I tell you this, man. Um, you talk about an honor and a privilege it is absolutely an honor and a privilege to have you as a friend of my life, man. Um, you know, we say things, you know, back and forth from time to time, but I mean, the reality is, man, is that I've learned a great deal from you paying attention to you, watching you, because that's the way I do things. I observe a lot of things. I may not say a lot about it, but I observe, a lot. I observe a lot and, um, I've learned a whole lot from you and I still do. I still do. And you push me. Let's say that you push me a lot. Even when I don't want to be pushed, you push me a lot. <laughs> you push me a lot. And brother, I appreciate you, man. I absolutely appreciate you. So I want to say that publicly. 
that I appreciate you. I appreciate you being the man that you are and pushing the way that you do. Because honestly, it's not a whole lot of people that I really allow to uh, to be in that space where when they say something, I'm taking it all in like immediately without having to really second guess what, what's being said. Because I trust you. I trust you like that. So I thank man. you, man. I thank man, you for the I opportunity. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah you definitely. know. It's rough because you grumpy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, hey, listen. See that? And there it is right there. That's that's when you know that's your boy. <laughs> because you can say what you want to say to me like that. When you call me that, when you call me grumpy that day, I'm like, no, on more than one occasion, of course. Let's get that. <laughs> on more than one occasion. But that was, but I had no argue, I had no argument with it. Why? Because this is my boy telling me, that. and guess what? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, You're right. listen, listen, man. I mean, you know, when you get to be your age, what are you now? 72, 72? I'm rolling up on 78. 78. <laughs> rolling up on 78. Oh, there it is. <laughs> but now, nah, man, I'm serious, man. Uh, you know, I don't I don't allow a lot of brothers, a lot of people put like that in that space who can tell me, you know, just say something to me and I and I take it just word for word and just take it for what it's what it said and and let it go with that so again man that's that's a special place to be in and you know, i don't put a lot of people there so just know that man i i trust me trust me the value goes both ways so man you know it's that circle man and you definitely in that circle man the value is, is that that's family right there that's family yeah man. there you go that's family, there you man. so you you do you wear a lot of hats you know um we, we talk about life coaching. We talk about um, Air Force, military. Mm -hmm. uh, we talk about all that, man. But you wear a lot of hats. I remember uh, <laughs> first meeting you, man. I was like, uh, man, I'm, I'm a little jealous of this brother. He all buff and stuff. And I'm trying to hang out with him. I'm all skinny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was training people. I mean, still train. You know, so it's a lot of a lot of hats, man. You. You, you know what you know what that is, man. I'm gonna be honest. You know what it is, um, and and I'm not I'm not huge into like um, into uh, zodiacs and things along that line. But I'm a Gemini guy. I'm a Gemini guy, so um, so I do a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, and something that you're gonna see really soon too is, and I'm gonna just kind of throw it out there right now. John A. Frazier, the eclectic, because I do I do different things, and it's it's basically because I find interest in a lot of different things. So. And to me, it makes sense that if I'm interested in something, I'm, I'm going to start moving in that direction because, I mean, it makes no sense, man, to to live daily and not really live, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So, I do a lot of different things, man. But it's And it's not because I'm trying to impress anybody. It's because I'm that Gemini guy. So, my interest goes over here. One week, I'm, you know, I'm playing golf. The, the next week, I got my DJ equipment set up. Um, next week, I'm, I'm picking up a guitar to try to learn to play guitar. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's just who I am. And I, for the people around me, man, listen, it's just what it is. It is. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can say. That's all I can say. You know, here's the, here's the delineation right here. Here's the delineating factor. There are a lot of people that try their hands at a lot of things. It's your standard of excellence that really sets you apart. Uh, for all of the people that follow me on my social, I, I share things, uh, from Oracle life coaching and from uh, brother John A. Frazier. Mm -hmm. And uh, on today, I shared it, you know, that it's something that hit me really, uh, it hit me, man. 
we talk mm-hmm. about YOLO, you only live once. Well, actually, you live every day. You only die once, but every exactly. day is an opportunity to live, man. And that's really your mantra. So you best believe it, man, because it makes no sense. It makes no sense to uh to get up every day and 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 you just you just going about your business. Just going about your business. And and when you look at it, because you know, I all right, sidebar, sidebar, because what I really believe, I really believe life is about a bunch of different moments. And when you put those moments together, then you look back and you had a good life. Mm. So, you know, it's it's so important to be present in the moment. And that's yeah. something that I really try to do. I really try to be present in the moment with whatever the situation is. And maybe that's why I try to do a lot of different things. Because when I'm in that space, when I'm doing something with someone, or if I'm working on something, I'm in that space and I'm in that moment. And it matters, you know? So I give my all to that moment. Now, the the opposite side or the back side of that is that there are times that I need to step away too to replenish myself because I really give everything that I can in the moment that I'm in. So I have to find, you know, time to step back and replenish myself, man. Be quiet for a while, you know? Look at you teaching. Go on, man. Go on. It's important, right? Y'all getting this for free. Listen. It's important, man. <laughs> Very important. Very important. But yeah. You got to live every day, man. You look back on your life. You know the old saying, man. When you look at that uh, that that tombstone, that headstone, and you look at the beginning and the end, but, you know, when a person was born and when they died, but the most important part is that dash in the middle, right? Yes, what did you do? Yeah, what did you do with that dash in the middle? That's what's important, you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> man, let me get to some questions, man. I'm letting you Go run ahead, the talk show. To you, You're doing your talk thing, to your man. Brother, man. Talk to your brother. So... How we introduced you, or you can go with anything that you want, because again, like I said, we're gonna put that out there in the atmosphere. John A. Frazier, the eclectic, one of yes, my sir. favorite words too. Eclectic. I love that yeah. word. Uh most people describe me as insane, not eclectic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh what inspired you to pursue your disciplines, uh, business, industry, all of that, man? What 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 drove you to pursue the things that you are really passionate about and that you're, you know, doing your thing in right now? You know what you said, you said the key word passion, because um, what I had to learn and it took me time to learn it um, is that I think one, the most important thing is pursuing your passion, whatever that may be. And if you don't, and if you don't know what your passion is, you think about it this way. If you, could only do two or three things in your life. If everything else stopped and there was only a few things you could do in life, what would those things be? And that's, uh, you know, that's the easy way to kind of, you know, get an idea of what you're passionate about. But it's it's important to me to be, um, you know, passion is that thing that drives. It drives the things that you do because it, no matter what you do, at some point you're going to come to a part in it where it's going to become difficult. So when it becomes difficult, man, your passion is what is that fuel that helps you go through it, you know? So for me, I went back and I took a look at my life and started realizing a lot of things because I really feel like I'm a late bloomer in a lot of things. So as I look back at a lot of things, I realized that I had been doing certain things throughout my life. There was a certain constant throughout my life. Like I'd always been in a situation where it's just intrinsic for me to help people. Mm. Like, you know, what, without being specific about anything, it's just really in such a general sense, just helping. Whatever that help may be. Just like, you know, you mentioned earlier, uh, I was a certified personal trainer. Why? When you look at that, what are you doing? 
you helping someone, right? Right. So uh, mentoring, that's something I've done for a very long time. I've long been, time. I've had mentoring groups. I still have young people right now who I mentor, even in the military and outside of. But what are you doing there? You're helping someone. So most things, most of the things that I do right now, even with my business right now, uh, Oracle Life Coaching, um, it's centered around helping people because I think intrinsically, um, I, I, I just want to help people. So in whatever capacity that is, you know, that's that's what it turns out. So like I mentioned earlier, you know, I feel like I'm a late bloomer in a lot of things. So um, I went back to uh, college to complete my, uh, my bachelor's degree in psychology uh, later in life because I became a father early, early on in life. And I always said that um, I would allow my kids to have the opportunity to uh, complete their bachelor's degree before I went back to complete mine. And so when my youngest uh, completed his bachelor's degree in 2016, I went back to school and, you know, graduated in what, two years um, because, you know, I had a passion for what I was doing, which was working in the field of psychology. And why psychology? Because I've always been interested in the mind. I always want to know why things happen the way they do, why people think the way they do. And I always I'd always known that. But had I had I when I started college early in life, you know, I went to college to be a, a computer engineer. Why? Exactly. That's, you hear how that sounds? Exactly. You hear how that sounds when it came out of my mouth. I was like, you? Like, for real? <laughs> yeah, but this the, is the guy I had to talk into upgrading his phone. He had exactly. like an iPhone, too. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why I did it, the reason why I did it is because that's what I was told to do, because I really didn't know what to do coming out of high school. Uh, I had teachers that told me, well, you know, you're really good in math. You should, you know, you should pursue an engineering degree. Okay. And once I got to college, I realized you didn't just have to be good at math. You had to love math. And I realized really quickly that I didn't love math. I didn't have a passion for it, you know? So there, you know, began the the journey, I guess, of me trying to realize what I really love to do, you know, learning what my passions are throughout life. So that's why when I have the opportunity now to speak to young people, the the most important thing I believe that I want to try to get across to them is that they need to learn what they're passionate about as early as possible. Learn what you're passionate about. And then you can make those important decisions in life because you and I both know you don't, you know, college, a four year degree isn't for everyone. You don't have to have a four year degree to um to do well and be successful in life. No, not at all. Yeah, college is just to to add on to whatever it is that you're passionate about. Yeah, uh, and all my folks out there with advanced degrees, don't get upset. Like I'm gonna put in a shameless plug. My right. brother went back to school in 2016. Here we are in 2020, and he's got a master's degree. Come on now, somebody in the back say something about that. That's what I'm talking about. So, for all my people with them advanced degrees just listening, uh, we ain't saying that education ain't important. We're just right. saying. Some people get pegged into that. I mean, we've had this conversation. People get pegged into that idea. Like you going to school for computer engineering when really what you wanted to be in life was a cornerback for Clemson. <laughs> Hold on. Don't make take a sidebar. Let's take a sidebar because <laughs> I walked on. I walked on. I walked on. I walked on to the football team. I did. I did. I don't know how long that was going to last. It was just the spring and then, you know, through the spring, whatever. But yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> let's not minimize that, man. Let's, let's not stop. minimize that at all. Man. You know, there it is. CU, Clemson University. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you really have to know, man. And I think what's more important, because another part of it, another another piece to that whole situation is that um, if I had someone who could give me guidance and direction at the time, I think I would have made some different decisions. But I didn't. So I made the decisions that I made. So now that I'm in position to help others, that's what I do. That's abs- that's why, you know, mentoring is so important because I think the basis of mentoring for me is giving someone something that you wish you had when maybe you were in their, in their position. So Absolutely. yeah, keep it real simple, man. So I wish I had someone to help me and guide me when I was younger um, because I didn't have that. I try to make sure to target that, you know, with young people intentional yes sir intentional exactly that's a good one yeah no absolutely good one absolutely well uh you did say you didn't have anybody guiding you but some way or another you got there so let me ask you this yes sir who would you consider to be your biggest influences inspirations man that is that's really good that's really good i think i've had like different people in my life. Um, I had just growing up, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to minimize my father's role in my life um, because I did have a father in the household. Um, but, you know, relationship wasn't exactly what what we would have wanted it to be at that time. So I really delved deeply into sports. So I had a lot of coaches early yeah. on mm-hmm. that really gave me good influence in the and the biggest two, <clears throat> excuse me, that I could think of is um, Mr. Ronald Williams, um, his soul rest in peace, um, and Mr. Uh, Cal Morrison. Um, Cal had Cal had two sons my age, around my age, and so I watched him father his sons. So I knew that when I became a father, that that's the kind of relationship I wanted to have with my sons, and I wanted my sons to balance athletics and academics because that's what he stressed and um with mr ronald william williams um you know he was he was he was a huge father figure man um for myself and a lot of young men who played uh played sports on the parks right here in charleston south carolina um because he recognized um what he recognized my temperament my, and realized that I wasn't the type of kid. I was, I was a, you know, type of kid who thought through processes early. So you can't, I'm not, I wasn't the type of kid who you could just yell at and expect to get results. Hmm. You'd have to explain it to me to help me to understand the process. And then guess what? I'm going to give, you know, now, now I'm taking it and running with it, you know? So when you're in the park league, you're a 12 year old kid and you playing quarterback and you calling your own plays, come on, man, that's different right there. Just a little shameless plug. Um, <laughs> but yeah, influences, man. Like those those were two, especially early on, especially early on, that um I still draw from, to be honest, because again, Mr. Williams passed away a couple years ago, and uh Mr. Morrison, Carol Morrison is still around. Um, but later in life, you know, when I became a man, we started playing golf together. So full circle, you know? Yeah, full yeah. circle, right. Yeah, full circle. So, yeah, those those are like two, especially two major influences for me uh, growing, um, helping to be helping me, you know, to become the man that I am. 
Um, also knowing that I know how I learn. Like I remember when I when I became a father, um, I read a book. Um, golly, I'm losing the title of it right now, but it was called it was called become. Well, the title was becoming becoming dad, and I do not remember the author at the moment. But, um, you know, I, like I, like I mentioned earlier, I didn't have a great relationship with my father, um, so I didn't get a lot of what I felt like I needed. So I knew that when I became a father, that I was going to use every resource that I could find. Yep. Best father that I could be. Wasn't going to leave nothing on the table. Nothing, that. man. Nothing. So I'm reading books. I'm doing whatever. I'm watching other fathers who I believe are doing a great job. All of those things, man, because it's just too important, man. It's way too important. And I hope that, um, that you know, my sons and my daughter, but especially my sons that, that you know, that they got what they needed from me and they're still getting it still getting it hey, man come on now we just still get we just at the house they're all together they still getting it <laughs> right the analogy i like i like to use with them is you know it's like the tool bag you know it's like a tool bag so steadily putting tools in there for them to use man like yo go to your tool bag remember we went over this remember we talked about this remember we talked about that reach into that tool bag so you know so you can do what you need to do and my mind, my mind is running all kind of places on this one because, again, like I say, we talking about we seventeen years in the game, uh, right? But I'm gonna let I'm man. Let me just ask the question. Go ahead. So, what's your resilience story? You know what what what's the thing uh, that you had to persevere through that you probably would have had every right to quit? Man. I'm, you know what? I'm going to give you, this is the one that really got to me um, early on. I've mentioned um, when I went to college right after high school, right? So I went to college right after high school, was not prepared for college. Smart kid, you know, academically astute, but not prepared. So when I, when I went to um, Clemson University um, after graduating from Burke High School, which was a majority um, Black high school. Um, now I go to Clemson University, a university of 20,000 plus people, and many of them that did not look like me. Mm. So I wasn't prepared for that situation, you know? So there were a lot of things that happened daily that I just wasn't prepared for. I just wasn't, was not prepared for. So when I left college at that time, um, it was for a couple of reasons, you know, different reasons, but when I left college and I didn't return to Clemson University, um, I remember being at home and being so depressed. I didn't know what depression was at the time, but when you talk about some of the very basic things, you know, when, when people talk about being depressed, yeah. I had no energy. Like I would sleep on the couch and stay on the couch all day because I didn't want to do anything I, because that was the first time in my life that academically I had not done well, you know? Right. And I did not know how to handle that. So I had to, uh, you know, had to set up a, a course of action for myself. Big influence. My mother was a great, a huge influence. Miss um, Annie Mae Frazier, may so rest in peace. Um, she helped me um, in her in her way to help me to get up. You know, the most important thing I had to do is I had to get up, man. I had to get oh. up at the couch being there daily hey did y'all hear that the most important thing he had to do was get up man somebody better hear 
Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's the first thing I had to get up. So once I got up, I had to I had to make a plan. And um, so I had to look around and see my my what I envisioned in my mind was the after getting up, the most important thing I had to do was find something, anything that I could be successful in. I needed a success. I needed to be success, successful in something. So I had to do well in something because it was the first time in my life I hadn't done well in something. So I didn't know how to handle it. So um, that's when I made a decision to go into the Air Force. Um, spoke with, you know, recruiters. And I, I went and took the ASVAB test, you know, mm-hmm. took the ASVAB test and blew it out the water. Why? Because, you know, I was pretty academically astute. It's just I'd been in a bad situation that I, I wasn't prepared for. So that's how I got I went into the Air Force. But resilient, that's the resilient part of it, man. The most important thing was just like we both just mentioned, I had to get up initially. I had to get up. And once I got up, I made a plan made a plan and then I began walking that plan out because one thing will lead to something else. Yep. But you have you have to start somewhere. And the most important thing is getting back up. Man. And that's what you know that's I think that's that's the biggest probably um resiliency story, at least the first one that I could really think of, you know. Yeah. That was important. Yeah. So no, you said something really two things that, that just really and the whole thing, you know, again, you know Obviously, back then, I don't even think I was born yet. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Why? You, people, people. You see what uh, I but... so Listen, I get the old jokes all every day. And this man wonders why I'm grumpy. <laughs> Come on, man. That's uh, listen. <laughs> but you can do it, though. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, man, I got I got to counterbalance it, man. I got to counterbalance it, man. <laughs> but you know, sometimes you be thinking you're a little too fly. You know, you be having on the blazers and stuff. You know, and you, you be, this guy game be hitting, and I be I got to take you down a little now. You know, that's a that's brotherly love. <laughs> exactly, that's just what we do, and it's okay. Yeah. That's what we do. Uh, but uh, if you didn't do it, I'd be like, man, what's going on? Is, is he okay? Okay, right? all right, you all right? All right. What really stuck out to me, man, is you talk about depression. And I really think that, especially back then, because I think about dealing with depression young, but nobody Mm. really told me that's what I was dealing with until I was an adult. And, you know, it's important to me, man, these kids out here today and young people of all ages, man, and they don't even understand what it is. Oh, I'm just tired or I just need Mm -hmm. and, and dealing with that depression, man. But I got to I got to get back to it man. You said you had to get up. One of the things that I think we can all agree on is that success seems to be attracted and connected to motion. You How know, about that? You're not going to be you're yeah. not going to be successful sitting or standing still. It seems to be drawn and attracted to motion. And so you said you That's didn't really know good. what direction but you just had to get moving. You had to get on a path. That's really good right there man. That's really good. Yeah, man. So, I mean. I'm glad you pulled that out right there just now. Yes, sir. Hey, you gave it to me. I just pulled I mean, you put it out there for me. Like, hey, you made my work easy. It's easy work. Easy work. Drop, Dropping gems, man. Dropping gems for the brothers and sisters. Dropping gems. You saw what I did there? You see what I did? <laughs> I see I'm you, a... man. I see you. Okay. I see you. You saw what I did. <laughs> All right, playboy. All right. <laughs> man. So uh, I'm going to throw a curveball in here, man. Uh Uh-oh. And this is what I do, man. Listen, uh, 
for years, you were on the radio show, Another Perspective. And right. uh, when I tell you the show was incredible, a couple of times, I remember a couple of times you let me come in the studio and sit with y'all while y'all were on the air. And man, I was, <laughs> you were like, hey, man, get on the mic and say something. I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I was so nervous, man. But uh, man, it was such an amazing show. I remember one of the last episodes that I was listening to. I think I even called in on that. And mm-hmm. we were talking, man, and y'all were just dropping knowledge, man. So I said that to say this, man. Um, man, you you got some things going on, but I I believe there's a void there, man. What what what's popping? What's the plan, man? I mean, I know you and uh, and the illustrious Reese G. Shout out to <laughs> Reese G. And I had to put that out. Hopefully, she listened. <laughs> I know, right? She. Does. Go listen for that, right? But uh man, y'all been working on some things, man. But are there any plans to get back into that arena, especially with this digital age that is upon us? Right, right. Um, as far as celestial radio, which would be like your regular AM uh PM uh radio station, AM FM, I'm sorry, AM FM radio station, things along that line, probably not. Uh, only because, you know, the feeling is just like we're doing this podcast right now. The feeling is celestial radio is a dying. It's a dying thing. So um, as far as that's concerned, doing it that way. No, I don't believe that's going to happen again. But just like you said, my uh, our, our friend, Reese G um, and I, we've been working on um, her. She has a show called Reese G on the real that she's going to be uh, debuting um, on um on YouTube, on her YouTube channel. Um, And I also, as well, you know, I'm working on a podcast myself. Like I I dropped it earlier, Uh, dropped it. Um, The podcast, (laughs) (laughs) dropping gems, dropping gems with John Frazier. So um, that's something I'm working on as well, because, you know, the feeling is, man, is that it is when you feel the need, like I said before, intrinsically wanting to help people. um, I, I feel like I've been blessed with the opportunity just to be able to speak to people. So um, that's something that I'm actually working on, on on building my podcast as well, the Dropping Gems podcast with John Frazier, Um, just because it's just necessary. And just like I've always said, I said on my YouTube channel, um, as well as the Dropping Gems podcast with John Frazier, um, my (laughs) my my words don't carry any more value than anybody else, man. I just felt compelled to, to have the conversation. And just like we're doing right now, you just feeling, you know, the feeling compelled to have yeah. conversations. Yeah. Not because we do feel like we're smarter than anyone else or we have more to say, because you know, there are a lot of different podcasts. Yeah. A lot of different podcasts, a lot of different digital apps, a lot of things, a lot of platforms. But you know, just like Jay-Z said, and hopefully we don't get any copyright issues with it with this. <laughs> you, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. Not hey. Hey. You know, so that's so we're going to keep you know we're going to keep um moving forward man just and doing the best we can to put out content right because it's really important um so yeah i miss doing the uh the the radio talk show another perspective because the whole the whole basis of the st- of the show was we had three hosts and we all had different ideas you know another yep. perspective that's what it is because we saw things differently mm-hmm. very seldom did we all agree on the same thing but man, y'all were so eloquent and respectful. Like, 
you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, oh man, this is three dudes on the radio fighting. No, it was right, man, right. It was, it was, yeah. Y'all took it there. Y'all took the it. good, you know, the good thing, man, is when you have discussions, conversations, things along that line, they don't have to, they don't have to get to a place where you become indignant with another person. It doesn't. Nah, bro. Uh, it only it only happens that way when you're trying to force someone to change their, their thought processes or their thought concepts. Um, I think the way I think, I say the things that I say because it's who I am. And and you say the things that you say and you do the things you do because of who you are. Now we have some commonalities, but we disagree with things as well because you know, like the Dallas Cowboys are trash. But we're not even <laughs> gonna talk about that right now. I thought I was gonna get all the way through season one without making any. Nah, but uh, listen, nah, I felt the Dallas Cowboy fan base. We would ask if you respect our privacy during this difficult time. Okay, 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 okay. Hey, Uh, I I digress. I digress. I digress. Um, but that's the important thing, man. And just speaking about that, because we can go off to a, a completely different vein right now when we talk about respecting another person's thought because it's just different. I mean, it's the very same thing when you talk about race. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we we find our, our, ourselves and we find ourselves in this country, especially trying to make everybody the same when it should be quite the opposite. Right. Everybody's different, man. We talk about, you know, the old saying about the country, you know, we're the great melting pot. But what happens when you melt everything, man? Everything becomes the same. It does. It and uh, you know, the, the way I look at it, man, let's let's be the let's be the great gumbo. Let's be a gumbo, man. Let's be a gumbo. Let's be a gumbo. Make me hungry, gumbo, man. man like, you got all these gotta give me some gumbo. <laughs> all right. We got all these different flavors in the gumbo, and you respect that, man. Yeah. So it's the very same thing. When, when we talk about relations between people, respect what another person is and what they do. And you can learn something from that and we become a better country, you know, and, and that relationship becomes better as well. So I didn't mean to jump off into that, but it just it just came out of nowhere. Yo, it's conversations, man. Just like yeah. you said, uh, one of the things that I, I'm a firm believer of, you know, you absolutely hit the nail on the head. They, they could be listening to something else, but they're here. But right. um, there is... Man, and this isn't scientific. I, I don't have a, a team of, of folks out there testing the waters or doing analysis for me, uh-huh. but I just feel that there's a preponderance of negative voices out there and, and, and just chatter. And yeah. it's important. It's important because for every science has proven that for every positive message you hear you probably hear anywhere from 30 to 50 negative messages and it takes a lot to overcome the negativity that we find ourselves ensconced in and and just in the world and the life that we lead you know so it's important to have these conversations and talking about man how can we bring value to each other instead of trying to tear each other down you know you talk about what's going on in our country we can talk ad nauseum about that but Yes, sir. You know, who has a real desire? Like, what can we do to make this thing better? You know? And Yeah. You know, man, I, I heard this saying just the other day, and hopefully when I say it right now, I don't go out, get out of pocket with it. But, um, you know, you can chew on something only for so long, right? Mm-hmm. At some point, either you're going to spit it out or you're going to swallow it, right? Right. So what are you, what are you going to do? The question is, what are you going to do? Your situation is what it is. But what are you going to do about it? And that that takes you to that next level, man. That's the difference between, I think, people who actually 
make a difference and those who uh, continually talk about what the problems are. Don't bring problems to solutions, man. You know, the same same energy, the same energy you give into those problems, talking talking about what the problem is, you can use the same energy to try to find a solution, you know? Yeah. 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 Dang, um, there goes another gem by John Frazier. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Solution focused. That oh wow. <laughs> there it is. Oh man. <laughs> All man, right. I I'm going to give you a pick I, I, one here, man. Let me give you a pick one. All right, so. Go ahead. All right, so you pick what field of expertise that you want to uh, expound upon, and I'm going to ask you, what are some resources that you suggest for anyone that is interested in the field of expertise that you choose to expound on? So what are some mm -hmm. resources if somebody's interested in being bop, bop, bop? What would you suggest? Hmm. Okay. Let's just talk about let's talk about um being a life coach. Okay. Okay, being a life coach. Um, I you know, I, I will be honest because I believe some people aren't, but I will be honest and say this because when I say it all the time, I say I'm a certified life coach. So that means I've gone to some training. The truth is, the truth is. You don't have to be trained. You don't have to go through any particular training to be considered a life coach. You don't. There's no official thing that says you have to do that. So the the bad part about that is that you have a lot of people who call themselves life coach um, and they're doing things uh, that cross into other other areas that they shouldn't be crossing into. Um, but when you're a certified life coach and you've gone through certif the certification through uh, a good um, company, then I believe um, you have the ability to show the people who you work with that you care enough about what you're doing mm. to, learn, to learn more about what you're doing because you're influencing people. Yeah. Influencing their lives and, and their, their situation. So it would behoove you to go ahead and get as much knowledge as possible to help someone. So the resources, I'd say, it's just like I said, you, you, you don't officially have to be certified by any company to be a life coach. But I, it would behoove you to, to do your best to be certified because you show your customers, you show your clients that you care enough yeah. to have much knowledge as you can have yeah. to help them in their personal situations. You know, so the resources, I don't want to the company that certified me. Um, I don't necessarily want to give them advertising right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so in my I'm being purposely mindful of it. Um but I would say, yeah, take the time to be certified by a company that, that's been doing it for a while. Because it's, it's, it's important to be able to let your clients, your customers, the people who you influence know that you took enough time to, uh, to learn enough to be able to help them. You know, but Oracle Life Coach, man, we do the very best that we can to get you your new reality. Man. That's another plug right there. We do the nice. best we can. Keep plugging, man. That's what we here for. Plug it. I get wouldn't you, have had you, reality. Had you, reality. Have you come on the podcast and be like, but you can't say nothing about how you're helping people and helping yourself and getting your life. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Right. Like, and your nephew yeah. is back here. LJ, he, he's a, I know you didn't heard him come back here. I don't know why he got uh, 
ladies night by cool in the gang playing on repeat but he's jamming to it right now like, nephew listen nephew about to put you out for the night because he got a date coming through so i'm saying ain't no ladies in here why are you playing ladies night hey listen man listen. <laughs> yeah 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 all right yeah. man well <laughs> you excited now what uh-huh. you with this man go ahead so what's your quick take motto or your mantra that you live by and that you would advise everybody that's listening to consider or even live by themselves? You know, I would say it's in every situation, do the best you can to to be your best and not just look your best mm. because there's a huge difference. When you're just looking your best, you have the opportunity, there's an opportunity, it's a chance that you can be found out, that things, you know, you're just looking good on the surface. But when you become good at something, that means you've worked at it. And sometimes it's going to get a little ugly. It's going to get ugly before it becomes great. But it's important to not just look your best, but to be your best. And that's 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 what I go by, man, on on, on the daily basis. And it's coming from a brother to be sharp all the time. I'd be like, yo, man, we going to play basketball. And like, why yeah, everything hey, matching? Here you go. Here you go. Here <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man, we was we was in Charlotte a couple of weeks ago, man. And, you know, I, I thought I was doing something because I brought a button-down shirt. Man, he pulled out blazers, sports jackets. <laughs> so I was like... Hey, man, let me buy one of them right quick. Let me buy one. Hey, listen, one. man. That's, that's what it's about, brother. That's what it's about, you know? Yeah, it's, man. Style. Yeah. style. Not just looking good, man. You got to be good, man. You really have to be good. Because somebody's going somebody's gonna to challenge you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody's going to challenge you. It's going to happen. So be, yeah, it's going to happen. So, you know, be good. Do your best to be good. And if you have to get dirty and it's going to get ugly first, that's okay. You know, get there, though. Because once you're there, you're on solid ground. Nobody can really challenge you. Oh, that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> I didn't take you through this, that, and the third, man. You've taken us on a journey, man. So I'm gonna ask you, uh, mm-hmm. dig deep for us, brother, like like you haven't already, man. Uh oh. You didn't you didn't really but, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm about to be tested right now. Let me nah let me get... nah nah you you done done heavy lifting, man. We we cruising in <laughs> Man, I you know I know you're a busy man and you got a lot going on. I really appreciate your time. But before we cut out, man, you got any parting thoughts for us? Parting thoughts. I'll tell you what, man. Um, keep it really simple, man. Do the very best you can to just be good to each other, because right now, with things being the way that they are in this country and especially beyond, it's. It, it's really simple to just be nice to a person. Just yeah. It doesn't take a lot of effort. It doesn't take a lot of thought. It doesn't take a lot to just be nice to another person because we both understand that everybody's dealing with something. Yes. You may not know what it is. You may not have any idea what's going on with another person. So take the time just to be nice to another person. And that's uh, keep it as simple as that. Man, that brother went for simple. I like it. Simplicity. So that- you saw that? Simplicity is a is a beast, man. It is. It yeah. is. It's a beast. It's a beast. Listen. Just like you. you, ah, you brother, there you listen. Go. There you listen. go. You're an amazing dude, brother. You're an amazing dude. Promise you that. I and we, you know, we again we we make these jokes and whatever else, but I appreciate you and 
as much as you may not realize it, I look up to you in a lot of ways because you've done some things that I haven't done yet and I yet aspire to do. So I'm still, I'm always watching, man. I learn from everything. I pay attention to everything. I observe everything around me and I get a whole lot from you. So I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you doing what you're doing to give me this opportunity to be on your show tonight. Listen, man, coming from somebody that struggles to take uh, compliments and, and, and that building up, I appreciate it. And, and those are some of the, uh, you know, those, those are some of the things we've talked about. We're going to do a better job, but we're going right. to be that yeah. for each other, man. So I appreciate that. And I mean, it goes without saying likewise, because I wouldn't have even invited you if I didn't hold you in that high esteem, man. And we definitely, uh, season two coming up. In mm-hmm. January, we're gonna be doing. I got some roundtable stuff that I, I'm, I'm, I'm planning, and I definitely, man, you've already agreed to be in it with me. So it just is yes, what sir. it is. And, yes, uh, sir. But uh, Mal, I think we definitely we're gonna build. Man, we we talked about this a couple of years ago because we would get together and we just talk about shenanigans. And one day you switched the gear and you said, "Hey, man, let's build." Yeah. And uh, man, it's been epic since. It's yeah, been man. epic since, and we are uh, yeah. we just getting started. You know. Yes, sir. We we got plans, man. We we, we got to get our plans together for the next trip, man. But we're gonna get together and just just vibe and get some thoughts together, man. That's that's what this came out of, you know. Yeah, we gotta make that happen soon, man. Yes, sir. You know we gotta make that happen soon. Like we don't need to make this oh once every other year, man. Hey, let's let's make it happen. Exactly. Make it happen. Yeah, but we're gonna be COVID safe, obviously. Oh, know? absolutely. <laughs> Hey, man, well, thank you so much for your time, man. And, uh, oh, um, mm-hmm. what I'll do is when I pub this out on my socials, man, yeah. I will I will put out everything so people can connect with you, all your socials and all that. I'll put that out on the social media. Yes, sir. Know, so that people can connect with you. I share what you say a lot. So we'll make sure that when, uh, man, I, I probably won't be able to wait to put this one out. I might put it out immediately because it, it <laughs> built me up, man. But, uh, hey, man, we appreciate you. John A. Frazier, Oracle Life Coaching. Um, man, thank you. You've been a blessing, brother. Thank you, brother, man.